0: Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk about movies from their childhood that they loved. And today we are joined by our third sister, Maura, um, who we're so excited to have on. And we're going to talk about what is potentially my favorite new movie, Wonder Woman. Um, So, Eleanor, do you want to introduce our guest?
1: Sure. Maura Anthea Brophy, or mo as some might say we have known for essentially our entire life since I was three and Annie was two when we moved next door to Mora's house in River Forest, Illinois. We've said uh, the name of our parents' address multiple times, but we won't do it here. <laughs> well, Mora, we've had so many privacy issues, but alas. <laughs> so anyway, so Mora is cocky, and she's like, killing life as A nurse in pediatric, like really intense pediatrics, but not just any type of nurse. She's a special nurse. Can you tell us more?
2: (laughs) Sure, I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, Ellen. I take care of the sick kids. That is what.
0: The sickest of the sick kids, which is terrible. So anyway, Mora, you do great work.
2: Bring us down, in.
0: I know we're proud of you. We're proud of you. Um. Okay, so let's jump in here. Um, our first segment here on Good Film Hunting is to say our favorite pop culture thing from the week. Um, so I don't know who wants to start.
1: One. I really liked it. Okay, so I'm also really upset because this was a movie that people have been telling me to watch for like six months and I've just neglected to do it. So I finally watched Sing Street on Netflix and Sing Street was a movie directed by John Carney Who previously directed Once and Begin Again our nightly movie. Mm -hmm. So Sing Street is adorable. It's set in the nineteen eighties. It's obviously once again about like music and romance and young love and like feelings, which are normally not my thing. But this one was so funny. And it was like very charming and very easy Wednesday night viewings.
0: Delightful. Sounds good. Yeah.
2: I'd recommend it.
0: Maura, how about you? Um,
2: So, obviously, my favorite thing this week is Wonder Woman, but I also saw um, this funny string of comments online about that new Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not going to see. I'm going to be honest. Um, no one is. <laughs> right. But um, basically, someone rewrote the script where um, – Tom Cruise shoots the sarcophagus, and uh, out comes Brendan Fraser. And yes! they ask him, he's doing there? And he says, well, it's a long story. And then the rest of the movie is just watching the first Mummy movie again.
1: <laughs> that yeah, is that delightful. would be the best way. That would be such a fun surprise. Yeah. So, like, make the mistake of going to the theater to pay to see Tom Cruise be the Mummy, and then, like, 15 minutes in, you're like, whoa, psych!
0: it is just the original movie. That would be yeah, delightful. Certainly. Sign me up. Um
1: good internet fine.
0: Okay. So for me. Oh, okay. So this is going to like be a little weird. Um but I'm going to go with it anyway. So I watched The Bachelorette because of um my cousin Carrie and because I'm in like a bunch of Bachelorette leagues. Um But I was really, I'm really impressed with the girl this season, truthfully. Like, I am not somebody who, like, loves these shows, Um, but Rachel Lindsay is the Bachelorette, and she's a really hardcore woman, and she's very strong, and, and I really enjoyed this episode this week. Because there, there, at one point, there's this guy who basically had this girlfriend back home, and she found out, and he comes back and is trying to be like, oh my gosh, but I love you, and I've changed, and you know, like, usually the bachelorette folds in those cases, like, of course, come back to the home, and she was like, no, this is something that boys do, I'm looking for a man, you can leave, and it was kind of a great moment in television, truthfully, I really enjoyed it, so that's my pop culture thing of the week.
1: Honestly, I'm glad it was, once again, something, um, like, this week in particular, and I don't know what it is, but I've been, like, maybe, possibly a lot more, like, aggro towards men than I normally am. Like, Agreed. my tolerance for mansplaining is essentially non-existent this week.
2: Because it's happening everywhere,
1: and and it's a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. It's also, like time of the year and I know you guys like it's harder for you guys to understand but like essentially right now is the January or February of Chicago and Milwaukee but in California because it's like a lot more times it's like gray and cold and so like you know how in those time of months in the midwest tolerance for like bullshit like I feel like I'm at that point so anyway that's my little rant june gloom <laughs> we hate
0: you um okay but like no. let's hop in because i'm like so stoked to talk about wonder woman slash i wore a wonder woman crown all day at school today like that was real because i was so stoked and i was like i feel so good about myself after watching this movie that i'm gonna wear a wonder woman crown so let's jump in you just saw it for the first time. yeah i just saw it for the first time last night
1: Honestly, I was kind of okay. upset today because my boss, the earlier in this week, who's Wonder Woman obsessive, she, I was like, did you see it? And she was like, yeah, it was great. And I was like, it's so good. I saw it twice. She's like, a third time. And I was like, yeah. She's like, maybe what we'll do is we'll close the office on Thursday and all go to see Wonder Woman. And like, she never mentioned it again after that, but like secretly all day, I was like, I have so much to do, but I want to go see Wonder Woman, but nobody brought it up again.
0: Oh, Whatever, sorry. It's
1: fine, I'm not bitter.
0: But okay, Eleanor, we need to have our guest do her job, which is to give us a synopsis.
1: Or haiku. We, all, we prefer our guests to explain their movie of choice in, in haiku. poetic form. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think that I have the mental capacity to do haiku <laughs> about Wonder Woman at this very moment. What if we collectively write no. a haiku?
2: The... Wonder Woman is... All right, so Wonder Woman is obviously the origin story of Wonder Woman, um, which starts with uh, Diana, princess of the Amazons, in Themyscira, and um, quickly, which is kind of a, a badass um, female um, Loved warrior tribe, um, who... Um, is quickly um, gets roped into um, World War One and trying it to stop World War One by um, defeating Ares. God um, of War. Who, as everyone probably knows, is the God of War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's joined by Steve Trevor, a World War One uh, spy, as well as a group of, I guess, misfits would be the right term for it. Always. Mm-hmm
0: gotta have your group uh, of misfits
2: and it it, uh, it culminates in very I guess kick-ass uh battle scenes yes Wait, and it was pretty stunning okay
0: so we have a lot to talk about here and like but I just have so much so can I start with like my three main thoughts here of like why I identify so much with Wonder Woman in like a real way I-
1: Yeah, I think we should each take turns with, like, a major thought. Because I would agree, this podcast could possibly go on for, like, four hours. Okay.
0: I have so many thoughts. Okay. So, I really – and, okay, I don't like superhero movies. I hadn't read anything about this movie. When I saw a trailer for this the first time, I was like, there is no way I'm going to go see this movie. It looks so dumb, and they're going to make the girl look, like, so whatever. But it's gotten such great reviews that I was like, okay, I want to see it. So I went last night with friends, and I left, and I was like, this is me. I am Wonder Woman. I feel so great about myself. This is awesome. And I feel like Wonder Woman for three things. Um, Number one, her favorite food is ice cream. Whoa. So similar. Love it. Number two, she's really all about the love. Like, at the end of this movie, like, the message really is – love saves the world right and like love is the reason we're all still here because she decided to continue fighting for us because of love because of our capacity to love and then number three I recognize that I'm a badass like I saw myself as this woman on screen and I was like shit son I can do so many things so anyway that's how I those are my main like ah yes
1: okay so Maura give us three main takeaways for you
2: All right, Uh, so first thing, um, I do like superhero movies, but was actually not going to go see this movie and um, have never really liked Wonder Woman as a character Mm -hmm. um, or never really been drawn to her. Um, I just felt like she was kind of like Superman and I didn't really like him either. Uh, But then I saw some reviews and my husband kept bugging me about it. Um, I'm so happy I saw it because I went in thinking, okay, I've heard good reviews, this is going to be good, and then I walked out being like, that was amazing, I need to see it again, yes. immediately. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so I think, Anne, your point about love is awesome, and also just you, <laughs> Um. and I, I can't even describe, like, watching this movie and realizing, like, it actually means something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, seeing her on screen, you're like, and watching the first, even, like, the beginning of um, Into Mascara, oh, of, like, her training, Agreed. Was, like, how amazing oh. was that? And so just
1: like the, the part with her, yeah, her aunt just being like, you're stronger than this. Like, get up. Like, you think you're doing a good job, but you are better than, like, what you even think. And it's not, and she was growing up in a world where she would have had no externals really telling her that she couldn't do it. But this, girls, do need that kind of extra push like that was so powerful Ugh. but please
2: continue <laughs> you covered it and then um, getting into like when she gets introduced to to the world as we know it or as, as was the world um, back then like her there are several things that like made her strong one of them was um, her innocence and learning about humanity like and her emotion Mm-hmm. Made her strong.
0: Yes! Love it! hmm oh, okay. Maura, so that was I a really be. good point. I hadn't thought of that, but you're so right. It was her emotions and her emotional response to people that made her her a hero. Like, she saved those people and walked across no man's land because of the people, because of the emotion. Sorry, that was beautiful. I
1: mean, and, like, and historic, and I, not to go along with gender stereotypes, but those are stereotypes, those are characteristics that are often put on women to the exclusion of men. Right. and that no, like, these people, these men, the men she was surrounded with from um, capacity, and it was only, like, through her that they were able to, so that's all essentially problematic because that she's the pathway. Okay, but anyway, so back to my, first of all, Gal Gadot was perfect for the role. Agreed. She, Harm. yeah like and also i found this out after the fact but what i have loved about her press tour is she's not wearing high heels once and that like very intentionally wait also she was pregnant yes this movie okay like five months yeah ridiculous she gave birth two months ago you look at her on this red carpet and i'm like damn okay so anyway that was one of my <laughs> she's favorite. amazing agreed second point is i don't want a sequel I want a prequel that is just the badass Amazon at the beginning because that was stunning. I, I just couldn't even believe it. Okay. But then this is my main takeaway and I'm someone that like I saw it on Friday, wept openly, particularly during the no man's land scene. Yes. If only because yeah. I, I Nora, you described this really well. I didn't realize how much I needed this film or how impactful such imagery could be like this is a movie I wish I had seen when I was younger this was a movie I wish had existed it was the everything that she was able to do was incredible and empowering openly laughed and I thought again on Monday and I was like just as moved but I had the realization the second time I watched it and I think I immediately texted Someone. But I remember talking to Annie after seeing Magic Mike XXL. Magic Mike, the first one, is a bullshit movie. You know what I mean? It was like trying to be subversive, but it was really just for men. Magic Mike XXL is a movie actually for women, I would argue. Agreed. In a similar way to Wonder Woman. But I remember leaving Magic Mike XXL and being like, wow, this is what it must be like for guys to watch essentially any movie. And Wonder Woman at the end when she's fighting David Wallace. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so I should have cautioned that. But the f- <laughs> so proud and empowered, and this sounds bad, but because of like her strength in violent actions, and I was like, wow, like now I get why guys to, to a certain extent, like they run for them because at no point. Can, do they not read themselves into the character? Along with that, though, and this is a sidebar, one thing that did stick out to me was that it still comes into issues of representation because who's the only Arab character we have in there is this small, squirrely... Liar. Like at one point, I, he he serves them beer, and I was like, like, again, like, so we go so far, but at the same time, we have, with, with this idea of servile positioning, but anyway, I have so many feelings. Right. Okay,
0: uh, can we pause for a second? So Eleanor, you just you did so many feelings and I loved it. I think that we have to dedicate some time the three of us talking to that uh, talking about that no man lands scene because I truly yeah, think Yeah, I, I have so many thoughts about that. Okay. I mean, it is it is stunning. I mean, the cinematography I thought was so well done. I mean, but it was It was also just so great to, and again, I think you said it beautifully, Maura. Like, she was driven by the emotion of it. Like, she wasn't going to let that kind of stop her. And you see her struggle, which is so beautiful, like, holding the shield. But, like, also, she's like, I'm not going to give up. Like, this, this this isn't over. So, yeah, that is a beautiful scene. Um...
2: And so, actually, I think I sent the article to Eleanor. I'm not sure if yeah, I sent it to did. you, Anne. But yeah. uh, that scene almost did not make um And Patty Jenkins had to fight, like, the studio execs and fight for it because she felt like it was important. And they didn't feel like it served a purpose. And they felt like, like there was no villain for her that she was fighting. So why was she doing it and why do we care? And, like, that is the scene that, like, quintessentially, like, everyone I've talked to feels, like, that is the
0: movie. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But that also shows, so it kind of going off of that more, is like, this movie also shows, and I think we have to talk about, like how badass female directors can be. Like how awesome that Patty Jenkins fought for that scene to be in that movie. And it is like the crux of the film. It did become this like quintessential Wonder Woman moment. Um, Okay.
1: Can I interject here? Because I have information about Patty Jenkins. So first of all, Here's the thing is she made like a critical and commercial success in 2002. Did not get a second feature film until 2017. Ridiculous. Partially, though, so Warner uh, Warner Brothers in no way expected the both critical and commercial response they had to this film. So Patty Jenkins now is in an incredible position because already signed up. She In her contract, it was that she had to do a Wonder Woman sequel should they do one. Patty Jenkins—they didn't expect much out of, so now her agents and managers have incredible leverage. Mm. True, like, and I was reading an article recently, and they were t- and it was about how no one on the Warner Brothers lot really thought about this movie, or didn't, or comparatively, there was minimal advertising for this film. Um,
2: yeah,
1: did not expect this to be what it is, which again I think goes to the point of underestimating female audiences.
0: Agreed. So, um this is I was talking to a coworker about this today and he loves movies and loves superhero movies, um loves comics, loves podcasts. So, he was listening to a podcast and this guy on the podcast and I think it's like kind of so what I felt last night um sitting there in this theater is like as the lights went down for Wonder Woman this woman in this theater somewhere stood up and like shouted to the whole room like I've waited my whole life for this and I felt that I felt that last night I felt sitting in that seat I was like I have been waiting my whole life to see a truly strong in every sense female character on screen kicking ass you know what I'm talking about and and I am jealous of the girls growing up right now I really am and I told my students that today I'm like ladies I am jealous and happy for you because you get to see yourself as this woman in a way that like I I wasn't able to when I was younger
1: well because okay so the failed superhero female-oriented movies of the past there was really only two of them which is Catwoman by Halle Berry and then Electra with Elektra. Electra, yeah. And neither of those characters themselves were had the innocence, I would say, of Wonder Woman. But also, they were highly sexualized and, like, frankly, like poorly made movies. Um, yeah, a female superhero movie was something I did not think I needed, and now I'm
2: like, this is the only thing I want. But anyway, um, can we talk about about how like? Her relationship, with particularly, um, like as a character who comes in as a secondary character and a love interest, but doesn't at all distract from her story. Like he, just, he serves the purpose to enhance the story. Yeah, even in the superhero films, like that is not something you see with the female love interest characters of the like the male superheroes. You History. don't see that so yeah. much.
1: And they obviously had chemistry; like they played well off of each other. Right. But yeah, no, he, he's and like, I was thinking about this too for Chris Pine. That was a risky move in mm-hmm. a sense because, days like, casting world to agree to play, serving into the female lead, but then also to carry it off with a plum. Like he didn't look; he was never at any point emasculated. And I think that's an important point: mm-hmm. is that. It's not as if her being a stronger, more impressive person than he detracted from the fact that, like, he was good, he was handsome, he was strong. Not, like, there was no detracting. Right. Characteristics.
0: Well, also, so, kind of talking now about um, Stephen Trevor, was that his name? Yeah. I anyway. <laughs> Steve Trevor. So... Okay, and this is going to seem silly, but it like I was sitting there and I was like, "Whoa, I've never experienced this before in this way." Um I feel like so often in movies, it's like the male character who's like, "Oh, come just like sleep next to me," like whatever. But in this movie, it was reversed in that boat scene in such like an innocent and cute way. But I still loved that at the end of it, it was kind of her driving the relationship. Like, it was still her kind of in control and being like, why can't you just sleep next to me? You know? Um, I don't know. I liked that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I know. So many thoughts, so many feelings.
1: Okay, also, Robin Wright.
2: So good. Yes, yeah. Um, She was. Also saw this thing about how like childhood had grown up to be generals, including her, who was the princess in Princess Bride. Is now this like super kick ass character?
1: Love it! Oh
2: my gosh!
1: No, I hadn't thought that. Also, the little girl they selected to play Wonder Woman was so cute and looked perfect.
0: (laughs) She did. Yeah. It was
1: funny though. Okay, because then the second time I saw the movie, immediately they went out and IMDb this little girl, and she's from she's Scottish, so I think that's why they gave her like the weirdest accent known to mankind. Because like it's definitely not a Scottish accent, and it's definitely like a little kid like pretending to do some type of accent. I feel like it would be if you would tell like an eight year old like try an accent, that would be what they would come <laughs> up with.
2: Well, they had they had the the Amazons take on Gal Gadot's, like, actual accent, as opposed to her changing hers, which is kind of cool. So, like, all the Amazons have that accent.
0: Like, Israeli, right? She's Israeli, yes?
2: She's Israeli, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I do think that we need to return to the Amazons, because I I don't know that we gave it enough justice. The prequel. Well, but... <laughs> I <want. laughs> okay. I thought it was so amazing. And again, I talked to my coworker about this today, about how powerful it was for me that Wonder Woman, in this movie's called Wonder Woman and it's all about her, is not the only strong female character you see in this movie. And I think that's important too. I thought that it was like, it's she's not an anomaly. She's not somebody who's like outside the norm. Women are like this. Women are strong women can do these things. Um, so making her, like, one of many instead of being solo.
2: Yeah, and think about, like, um, I forgot, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> it's but, right, like, because there's so many. The first, that first battle scene we get, so we get her training sequence, and, like, her as a child watching Amazon's train, and then we get the first battle scene on the beach. Right. And, like, these women are up against, you know, German soldiers, and they're, like, horses, and, like, wielding spears, and, like, jumping off of cliffs, and faces. Mm -hmm. Like, they are who they are, they are proud of who they are, and they do not hesitate.
0: Right. So I always, like, I I that kind of struck me too more, and I'm glad you just brought that up was I was watching the scene and I was like I wonder how quickly they're going to be like what are these new instruments that they're shooting us with and like how can we get them you know um like the guns you know like because the Germans had guns and and the Amazons obviously didn't um and I was like I wonder how quickly they're going to change weapons but they didn't and they didn't seem to want to they seemed very much like we're comfortable with our spears and arrows and like jumping off of our each other's backs um which is like owning who they are in a in a in a different way and yeah Great point. Well, and it's
1: even if the second time I watched it, I was more aware, but or more, but it's even Wonder Woman's character. She never picks up a gun, and even with the sword, it's like very minimal use, it's really just for and the guy that she thinks is Ares. I've been talking about how the fact that, like. Okay, so we have Ares is like a man, whatever. But like realistically the most powerful human villain. And who's like an intelligent female who's not buoyed by a man in any sense. Like she's she has power within the German army because she's under kind of the guidance, but like she clearly owns her own shit. That like Doctor Poison.
0: Right. Yeah. Just a a, a a Chemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then now uh. in my mind, I'm like, I want to be Dr. Poison for Halloween. Like, in part because it would be so easy and I would look so badass.
0: Okay, can we, <laughs> can we talk about. <laughs> I, I also, I, and again, I'm not sure that, I, I mean, I feel like this movie was very intentional in lots of ways and lots of messages. But I love that at the end of this movie, even though the villain is a woman and we have Wonder Woman who's the hero, the superhero, um, at the end, you see that it, it like, I mean, it was, like, kind of a competition, but it's not a competition. Like, Wonder Woman doesn't have to kill her. She chooses not to. You know? So it kind of, re- I mean, I don't know. I, I think that that kind of is powerful, too, that that whole idea of, like, we as women are not in competition. Like, there's not something to win. You know? Like, in that case, nobody was going to win. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's cool, too. All the yeah. things.
1: Well, it was even, I back to the Amazon, but the fact that they were competitive on the battlefield was not for the sake of, but for the sake of self-improvement, which is, is a noted problem in female circles anyway, is this idea that women are out to get other women not really found to be true. And I've worked in, like, heavily female environments, I feel like it's always, like, the one or two men in these, like, social service type positions I've always had that are, like, the devil incarnate. I'm like, damn. That's me. Offloading.
0: <laughs> Aggro toward men this week. I love it.
1: Aggro toward men. Wonder Woman's got me, like, none of this BS.
0: Um, okay. Well, can I also tell you guys that, and this is, makes me a huge dork, but I love my students. Um, well, sometimes. This is my last couple days, so I love them right now. Um, But I've taught all the girls and all the boys too, um, but the girls have really taken it on. I've taught them like the Wonder Woman stance, um, and like I told them that they've done a bunch of studies, and like if you assume the Wonder Woman stance, which is like to stand with your hips, I mean with your feet hips width apart, hands on your hip, like chest up, with your head high for, like, 15 seconds, it's been proven to, in, in, in like, um, improve your confidence. So these now 10- and 11-year-old little girls all day today were walking around field day and just being like, assume Wonder Woman position, and, like, 10 of them were <laughs> just stop for 15 seconds and be like, yeah, I'm good, let's go. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so great. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's one thing I'm leaving this year proud of. That they know about the Wonder Woman stance and they just assume it. Ugh. So good.
1: I mean, I only wish the best for Patty Jenkins moving forward. I'm also just so excited that... Warner Brothers is going to get a ton of shit if they don't rehire her for the sequel... And if they, or if they don't have another female director, she can essentially ask for as much money as she wants. It's like, it's incredible, which is going to be great anyway, because that like sets a precedent no matter what. Also, I'm very grateful to be directed by a woman to make over hundred million domestically at the box office in its opening weekend. But beyond that, the winner was 93.5 million, and that was Fifty Shades of Grey. So, like, it's also nice that, like, that's been knocked off its
2: pedestal. Because it's
1: sad that, like, that was the pedestal.
2: (laughs) Agreed. uh, That is a little bit sad, yeah. But um, also pretty fantastic.
0: (laughs) Man. Okay. Well, Elder, I have a question for you. How is, like, Hollywood, like, accepting Wonder Woman? Like, what's, what's the vibe out in Southern Cal?
1: Exceedingly positive. So... I was lucky enough I went to a, around 5 pm screening on Friday and originally I was not going to see it until s- Monday night, but then one of my friends oh, correctly oh, yelled at me and he was like, "Hey, don't you realize like softest figures matter. Like you need to go see this essentially opening day And I was like, "You're right, this is something we need to do. Um, and I liked it so much that I told my friend I would see it again, so that's why I saw it on Monday. And I was at a packed theater, and it was great because there's people of all ages, and it's one of my favorite theaters. And it's such a—it was a very responsive audience. That there's like clapping and cheering and yelling within it, which is like among my favorite things, anyway. I agree. Um. But it's very positive. They're so impressed with how much money it's making because that was unexpected, particularly after the lowest Memorial Day box office in 18 years. Um, Isn't it weird that I, like, just know these things? I'm, like, thinking now, I'm, like, why do I know that? It's hard to tell. I'm not even in the industry anymore. But it's it's just very positive. And I think going off of 27 successes so far, like, we have Hidden Figures, which is a female-dominant film. We have Big Little Lies, which is... Is like the like a very critically acclaimed female centric, tele, major television theory, series. It's changing in a right the right direction, and there's a ton of attention now being paid to getting behind the scenes as well. So one of the things I enjoyed about the credits, okay, another spoiler alert: there's nothing cool about the credits,
2: which is kind of disappointing. Um, I don't but know. But it's if also, you stay also till the kind end. of awesome because it always does. There always is something, and I think it's okay that there doesn't need to be something. like.
1: No, absolutely. absolutely. That is her story. Yeah. So hard, though, because I did stay till the end. But a lot of the um, crew on this was female, and right now there's a movie out called Band-Aid, which I had friends see. They said it wasn't very good, but what was impressive about it is that every single person who worked on the film, from hairdressers to catering crew to person. Everyone was female. You now the OWN Network has been working on that, like Ava DuVernay in hers, and her films, shows. There's, like, a really big push for behind-screen talent, and I think that's important. I think that'll be the big takeaway from Wonder Woman on a like, industrial perspective.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, we have been talking about this movie for a half an hour now, so we might want to wrap it up. Um, okay, so our... Our question now is, and I think that I know what our answer will be, but is this movie good for young women today and why? Who wants to go first?
2: Uh, Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. It's empowering. It's something I didn't realize that uh, I needed, but was awesome to watch and I think that it'll be, important for for young women today to to see this and to finally have someone to like relate to and and see her be strong and and powerful and awesome
0: agreed eleanor
1: wholeheartedly it in my mind i'm like what's the youngest age group i think that could see this and depending on like a, a Young girls' propensity for violence or tolerance of violence. Like, I I would say, like, be an eight or nine year old to this with the hey. understanding that it is, like, Wait,
0: violent. Wait, so we're about to be joined in one second by a friend of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm podcasting that? right now Are with you? Eleanor. Yeah. Hi. Hello to Pete Stoll. What's up, Eleanor? <laughs> oh, do you have thoughts on it? Have I you seen Wonder Woman it? yet?
2: No, but I heard good things. Oh, my God,
0: it's amazing. Yeah, I, I saw it's... Here, come on in. Yeah, I saw it last night, and we've just been talking about it, and it's the best.
2: I heard it was a great it's superhero It's so movie.
0: good. Um, okay, sorry, Eleanor, I interrupted you.
1: It's okay. Essentially, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, this this something You know she was pregnant that that when I, she filmed
0: it. I know, we talked about yeah, that. I She's know. a true badass. Yeah, true, true BA.
1: Go <laughs> back in time and see a junker. I wish it had existed when I was, like, nine.
0: Okay, so I, again, I 100% agree with both of you guys, and I did tell my students this today, and I feel kind of bad because it's like a PG-13 movie and I teach in a Catholic school and they're 10 years old, but I was like, and I I did, I told them this to their face, I'm like, ladies, I am jealous, I am jealous that you are get to see this movie, um, as a 10 year old and you get to, to see yourself um, as this character and, and then take on the confidence that she exudes but also the love and the kindness that 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 is inherent in her and we haven't really seen in a superhero um so yeah I I am all about telling every young girl I know to go see this movie maybe taking them I maybe I can talk mrs Cacciatore into letting me take her daughters um but I do, I do think it is, it is an important movie um, for them to see. So we, we wrap wrap up here on good film hunting by saying where in the world we would go right now if we could go anywhere. So Mora, where would
2: you go? Uh, right now, I would probably uh, probably go as high on my list. I want to go there. Um, if I was going somewhere warm, maybe like Southeast Asia. But no, I want to go to Iceland. <laughs>
0: that's so funny Iceland Southeast Asia a little bit different but I like it both adventurous
1: I yeah it's, it's a time for adventure
0: okay Mora, you should also go to Singapore and visit your cousin it's so great
2: that's true I could do that
0: you should do it go for it Singapore or bus okay Eleanor
2: I would
1: the Amazon because that. And I realize, like, they technically don't live in the Amazon, but it's
0: the only thing I'm thinking
1: about. So, name name alone. It's not not a great reason, but it's my reason. I like
0: it. I like it. Um, Okay, if I could go anywhere in the world right now, I actually would go to uh, the Greek islands, um, because that is where it looks like the Amazons in the movies were. Damn it,
1: you're right. And it
0: was beautiful, so I would love to go there and train my badass self to be more badass. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I think it would go. Well, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. We're not so good at Twitter. Um, but thank you for listening.
1: Bye.